0: Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. What is up everybody? Welcome into Lockdown Tigers. I'm your host Chris Castellani. It is Monday, April 12th, 2021 and yours truly is very tired. This was a very, very exhausting weekend and that was before any of the crap went down with this baseball team and look, I, I promise tomorrow. I will get back to our regularly scheduled programming. I'm going to recap the games. I'm going to analyze the games. I'm going to talk about what's coming next. But there are those days, and I've been extremely open with with some of my personal struggles, but there are those days where it just doesn't feel worth it. And this weekend was several of those days because uh, this is a really bad baseball team. And the biggest misconception about what I do and the content I create is that I enjoy ripping the Tigers. I enjoy being critical. Absolutely not. It's the same thing with Michigan sports. I, I wish I could give them nothing but abundant praise, but uh, what I watched over the weekend was was truly pitiful. And, and if you want my thoughts on it, you can watch the, the post-game videos that I post to Twitter, at Castellani2014. You can watch those for a recap, but I... It was too exhausting a weekend for me to spend the next 30 minutes diving into the last three games. You saw what happened. It was ugly. It, it was one of those reminders that it sometimes feels like we're living in a time loop. Because when I started making these videos four years ago, all that ever happened to the Tigers was they got beat up by Cleveland. And four years later, they're still going through the same same routine. D- different Cleveland team, now a, a worse Cleveland team, and they're still getting their teeth kicked in. And they got a reset because it would be exhausting if this is going to be the whole season. I do think, and I said this in my post game, they are better than how they played this weekend. Not much better, but I do think the pitching is more stable than it was this weekend. I'm just I'm really tired with it, and I'm going to get back to it tomorrow. But I don't need <laughs> I don't need to do a whole podcast recapping a, a beat down. At the hands of the tribe. I've done enough videos and podcasts about that to last me a lifetime over the last several years. Now, I apologize if it feels like I'm not doing my job very well. Thankfully, the guys at On Astros reached out to me, and we did a very, very fun crossover, talking with them, previewing the upcoming series against the Astros, A.J. Hinch returning home. So God bless those guys for, uh, for reaching out to me and uh, the rest of this podcast will be made up of, of my very fun crossover with the guys in Lockdown Astros. I appreciate all of you people listening and being very patient. Uh, obviously, w- weird circumstances, but everything's going to go back to normal tomorrow, I promise. Thank you very much for sticking with me. Let's listen in on that crossover. It was a lot of fun.
1: So um, let's go and talk about the matchup. So I know that we'll have to talk about Christian Javier in a little bit, but uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, pitching matchup, and I guess it's going to get started with Zach Rakey on the mound versus uh, who's on the mound for the Tigers?
0: Casey Mize, number one overall pick, uh, making second start of the season. Had a a bit more than a cup of coffee with Detroit last year, but made the rotation out of spring ball and uh, is looking to uh, take a step forward here in his first full season at the major league level.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You've got the elder statesman. You've got the old guard coming in against a new guard. And I know I remember last year hearing you talk about Casey Mize and the promise, and I know he, he had a good first start. He did only go four innings. So it'll be interesting to see if he's able to go longer um, in, in Minute Maid Park. Um, I know the Astros, the last two games at Minute Maid have not looked very championship like, Um, like, you know, they started out hot out of the blocks, but uh, like a wise man once said, he goes by Sully. He said, if you're looking at the first 10 games, as famine or feast and you realize that that's the only 10 games your team has played, then your expectations are not tempered properly. So, you know, I, I I believe the tigers are coming in three and five. Is that correct?
0: Uh, three, three and six.
2: Okay. Three and six because, okay. After, after today's loss. But, um, so what do you, do you, do you expect Casey Mize to be stretched out more? Was the four innings because he got knocked out or was the four innings because it was his first start?
0: Uh, it was a mix of both. I think that, you know, for the first, through the first three innings, he looked about as good as he'd looked since putting on a tiger's uniform. And I think the issue with him is that in spring training and really going back to last season as well, uh, out of nowhere, uh, command issues started to become a bit more prevalent with him. And, and in the fourth inning, I mean, I think AJ in general has a, has a really good eye for this stuff. Um, command issues returned, um, missing his spots with the fastball. Uh, wasn't locating his say that splitter prop- properly. That just put away pitch was at I believe the low 80s in pitches, and like d- reasonably, could he have gone back out there and tried for another inning? Sure, but I mean, you could tell the way he was laboring through that fourth inning that uh, you know he was he was already kind of getting stretched out. I mean, if they're gonna play it uh, on, on a start by start basis, I don't think that there's any intention with every start that they're saying, all right, in this start we want him to go five and this start, we want him to go six. It's going to be completely dependent on, on how he pitches. Uh, but ideally, you know, with the number one overall pick, you want him, you know, you want a guy to be, start going a little bit deeper uh, in, into ball games. But I think considering how much he struggled in spring, cause he really did. I mean, I was, I was surprised. He made the team out of spring training. Now yeah. I was happy with it. I think that AJ Hinch has a bit more pull than, uh, than Gardner in regards to who he wants on the roster and I think he was pushing for uh for uh for Mize and Scooball to make the team which makes sense because there's a future with those guys potentially and you look at some of the other uh pitchers on the roster some of the other players on the roster a lot of them are just placeholder guys uh for this team to be successful within the next several years they're going to need Mize to be good they're going to need Scooball to be good and and so I think that uh they're 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 assessing him as we go but I think Hinch shared the belief that I shared which is that he had nothing left to prove in the minor leagues. Uh, he he had pretty much dominated every level of the minor leagues that he'd been in. He was dominant in college. Um, he might have to take his lumps at the major league level, but that's you get a lot more out of that than you do, uh, you know, ten having ten to fifteen starts down the taxi squad or down in AAA.
1: So I know that the, you're coming off uh, the the Tigers coming off a sweep from the Indians. I know you weren't too uh, thrilled about that coming in to face uh, Zach Renke. And, and the Astros, who offense are one uh, among the top in baseball right now, I know that Astros didn't really perform well on Saturday. But um, how are you feeling about the Astros right now? And how are you feeling? Uh, I know that uh, Shane uh, Bartos want, wants to know about how how do you think the Astros fans will handle A.J. Hinch. And to kind of go off of this, how has, how has Tigers fans, I know that, they, they really didn't have much of um, uh, like a, a really care about the whole scandal situation. Mm-hmm. But how has uh, Detroit kind of uh, handled the whole A.J. Hinch and his role in the whole trash can scandal?
0: Well, well, go, going back to the first question, uh, the Astros are going to be as competitive as they've been over the last several years. Do I think that there's holes in the pitching uh, staff? I do. But there were a lot of holes in the pitching staff last year, and uh, I think they have the benefit of still having probably, I mean, I can't think of anyone better, the best pitching coach in baseball in Brett Strom. When you develop talent as well as they do, things kind of just have a tendency to work out. I, I do think at some point, uh, if they want to be a, a team that's going to compete for a pennant, uh, they will have to f- find some sort of way to bolster the, bolster the rotation. Uh, I, I think that um, that may be difficult because the farm system over the last several years, has become fairly depleted for good reason. They made some moves to try to win championships, and you end up selling away some pretty good prospects. But like I, I still contend you do the Grinky trade ten times out of ten. Guys, a Hall of Fame pitcher has pitched some great baseball for you. In regards to AJ, I, look, I would be I, I'm I'm not an Astros fan. I would be surprised if he doesn't get anything other than an overwhelmingly warm reception. I, I mean, the only reason they boo him was because he was part of the scandal, but. I mean, that's, that's, a tra- that's a fair trade-off for what was a lot of great memories there. I, I mean, the resurgence of the Houston Astros coincided with the hiring of A.J. Hinch. I mean, the, they, the, all those fans know outside of the, the 2005 uh, pennant season, all they know with, uh, in terms of successful baseball, he, he, was, he was at the helm. Okay. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I um, I asked the uh, fans, I, I basically gave them three options like, you know, are you looking forward to seeing AJ Hinch back at Minima Park? The first answer was yes, without a doubt yes, but it will be painful, or I don't want to think about it. And mm-hmm. the most they did was yes, without a doubt. And I've seen several fans. I know, um, you know, baseball lawyer, you know, um, Mr. Castillo comes on with us. Um, Mr. Del Castillo comes on with us sometimes. And he said, I'm going to be there. I'll be cheering as loud as I can. What What will be great is, is if they make a tribute video for mm-hmm. A.J. Hinch. I mean, they made a tribute video. For Mike Fires and all these other guys when they came back, <laughs> I mean, you've got to, you've got to make a video for Hinch. Yeah, and even were. though you fired him, um, I think that's the right thing to do. I mean, James Harden even got a tribute video, so I, I expect the fans to be overwhelmingly um, upbeat. The to be overwhelmingly positive because there are still people here today that still yeah. believe. They're like, well, maybe when Dusty retires, AJ will come back. Like they're holding on to that false sense of security of AJ Hinch
0: at the helm hey man you know what hinch has an opt out after 3 years in detroit i believe and if chris illich doesn't hold up his end of the bargain that wouldn't shock me um i in in regards to how he's been received by the fan base uh look i i, I wanted it from the beginning i mean i was uh adamant that it, look whatever however you feel about the scandal however you feel about the suspension whether you think it should have been longer We could argue that forever, but it was what it was. Like, I don't think you should avoid hiring a guy because you felt like he deserved a harsher punishment. When you are a team that has been not just bad, but as historically bad as the Tigers have been over the last four years, you make the best moves possible to make sure that you can have the best team possible. And A.J. Hinch, to me, is a top three manager in baseball, and I may even be lowballing it there. I think the job he did in Houston was... Was remarkable. I think he's that perfect blend of of analytically minded, but also you know has that kind of human touch. Great communicator. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot that's appealing about him uh, as a manager. I think that the fan base came around. You're always going to have those self righteous people, right? I mean, the, the same way that you had self righteous people during the steroid era who who said that you know Bonds and Clemens should they they don't, they shouldn't even step foot in the Hall of Fame. None of these guys should. And now you've seen Pudge get voted in. You've seen Piazza get voted in. Like, and we'll see uh, over time. Uh, wounds get healed, and, and I think right. that the fan base uh, has has become a bit more receptive to AJ. But I, I was never a huge fan of Ron hire With that said, I don't think there was anybody in uh, in the Tigers fan base who believed that the biggest problem over the last three four years was the manager. I, I think the issue remains with um, the 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 roster, the makeup of the roster, and uh, the, how they're how they're spending their money or how they're not spending. Of their money. But I think in general, I, the way I viewed it after he was hired, I think most people have come around to this was that look. There's a lot of problems still within this organization, a lot that needs to be fixed, but I can confidently say the manager is not one of those problems and that's a that's a good step in the right direction. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Tigers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Looking at the your team so far, Chris, are there any players that are kind of standing out that you're excited about?
0: I mean, the the one obvious go-to is Akil Badu, um, the Rule 5 draft pick, who, uh, you know, the Tigers during this rebuild have participated in the Rule 5 draft pick every year. Every year their Rule 5 pick made the team out of spring training and various degrees of success. I think that um, Victor Reyes is probably like a career fourth outfielder, but he's, you know, he's a major league player. I guess, and but but Badu was he was great in spring, but he made the team and had an amazing week uh, uh, two weeks ago. I mean, the, for the first week this season, homered on the first pitch he saw the major leagues, had a grand slam the next day, then a walk off RBI single the day after that. It's it's a neat story. Um, he didn't have a great weekend this weekend. Uh, nobody did uh, against the Indians, but he's he's the standout. Like at this point, the all the guys I am paying attention to are the guys that. Pretty much everyone is paying attention to, which is the the young guys, the guys who may be part of the future here. Uh, Akil Badu, Derek Skubal, Casey Mize, Matt Manning, who's going to be called up here, I think, uh, pretty soon. But the, you know, those are the important pieces because it, it's it's reminiscent and it's taken longer, but it's it's reminiscent of. You know, the, how I'm sure how you guys felt in 13-14 when you're slowly kind of seeing Springer get called up, and then okay, now we got uh, this Altuve guy is established, and now they're calling up Keuchel, and Bregman's going to be here next year. It's that slow rollout, kind of getting to see these guys auditions. Uh, but uh, Badu has been uh, a nice little story uh, so far. Uh, he will have to adjust, and we're talking about a guy who has never played higher than high able, and that's a very difficult ask for for a roll 5 pick, but it's a nice story. I think it, it breathed new life into this early season because, and I've mentioned it in my my post game videos. Uh, there's uh, there has not been a whole lot to hear about here over the over the last several years. So to have a guy like that get called up and 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 at least show some promise uh, does keep people a little bit excited about the the future potentially.
2: So hey, here's the thing, real quick. I just want to tell you, Jacoby Jones. Um, mm-hmm. you know your um your center fielder when he was at LSU. Um, the very first game my son and I went to. Um, was when him and Alex Bregner were on the team. My yeah. son took the field during a Sunday game, and he stood next to Jacoby Jones when he was in college. So he always remembers his name when he sees him. So, yeah. you know, I hope he kind of turns around a little bit. I think he's a solid player. It looks like he's having a tough go at the plate right now. He's but, you know, Yeah, it's true,
0: yeah. true.
1: Hey, uh, Chris Henley's asked this question twice, uh, Chris. Okay. He wants to know if Michael Boyd will be av- available at the trade deadline. I know uh, um, um, Boyd uh, had a – Bad year last year. How is yeah. he looking this year?
0: I, I'm guessing he, he means Matt Boyd. Uh, yeah. Oh, not, yeah, Matt, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, well, look, I, I don't know. Be, and and I, I, I know that's such a cop out of an answer, but like I, I was talking with foolish baseball about this several weeks ago where, I mean, the, the opportunity was so perfect for them to dish him two years ago at the deadline. And the unfortunate thing, and you guys, I think learn this as well is that when you're going through a rebuild, sometimes you have to trade guys that came up through your system. I mean, we saw the prime example last year is like uh, Austin Nola was was traded uh, by the Mariners. I mean, he was their guy. He was there. He was by many accounts going to be like one of the pieces for the future. They dished him, got a solid haul back for a guy who was very inexperienced at, at the at the major league level. And and the Mariners right now, their rebuild is in probably better shape than the Tigers is. He looks really good so far. Um, stuff's not the issue with him. I, I last year was last year was brutal. Uh, I don't, I don't maybe at one point we'll, um, we'll figure out what happened with him, but he wasn't that great in the second half of 2019 either. I mean, he was downright poor. If he pitches good baseball, he'll be available. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of things about Matt boy that are, are very appealing. He gives, he pitches fairly deep into games, uh, which in this day and age where you got starters going, you know depending on who you pitch for one or two innings. Sometimes that means something great strikeout numbers, great slider. Um, I I don't believe his ceiling is particularly high just because he struggles so much with inconsistency, but uh, he will have the opportunity here uh, with basically every start to be auditioning for other teams. Uh, He, he will be a potential option at the deadline, especially because this is a farm system that is pretty ripe with solid starting pitching. And, I think similar to Nick Castellanos several years ago, there's nothing terrible about Matt Boyd, but I don't believe the organization sees him as a, you know, a, a future piece here. So he's gonna he's gonna have the opportunity to prove his worth over the next you know s- several months if they do want to dish him out at the deadline. So anyway, so let's go ahead and kind of move on to uh, the series as a whole.
1: Um, what if, what does the Astros mean? That the Tigers' offense looking like? Are are they hitting a lot of
0: homers?
1: or what's going on?
0: It's. I mean, you. Yeah, I, look, you, you guys know how critical I can be. Oh, look, I. I think it's. I think it's. It's a poorly put together offense. I think that you have players who kind of do one or two things well, like Robbie Grossman is good on base guy. Guys like Mazzara and Scope can hit for power, but um, you in this day and age, you need guys who do a lot of things right, and, and I think that it is a team that is trying to cut down on the strikeouts, which I believe so far they have. I think getting a piece like Grossman uh, helps them in, in that department. But in, Hinch said right away that he wants the identity of this team to be starting pitching, which is great because that's one, that's that's an identity, which is something I don't think they've had. They didn't have it under Guardy. They didn't have a, have it under Ausmus. Um I'm not sure what the identity of the offense is. I don't know if they're, if it's possible for them to have one yet because they don't have a lot of guys that get on base. They don't have a ton of guys that hit for power. Um, and now with Miguel Cabrera injured, and, and Miggy's, you know, a shell of himself at this point, but at least is still the, the you know, the occasional extra base pop is still like a relatively solid average, you know, s- singles hitter. Um, now OPS is obviously way down. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a difficult offense. I mean, even in the games they've won this year, we're talking four to three, three to two, you know, uh, low scoring offense. Ball games. It's not going to be a team that's going to beat you with a slugfest. They they will win games, and I think it's the reason why Hinch identified this early on in the season. Uh, they will win low scoring games because I think the ceiling for their rotation is fairly high. But yeah, so far, um, I, I don't. I it's hard for me to even figure out what to make of the offense. I, to, sure. <laughs> that's a weird question, tough question to answer, honestly. The improved built bar is even more deliciouser. Eighteen amazing flavors, six new flavors, twelve other. Original flavors, bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Fantasy Baseball Addicts, you now have a new resource to help give you an advantage in your leagues. Locked on Fantasy Baseball, it's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Season-long fantasy dynasty leagues, DFS, Locked on Fantasy Baseball covers it all. Subscribe to Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I know that game two, We game one, we talked about Zach Rehnke versus Casey Mice. Game two is going to be J- uh, Jake Odorizzi making his first start of the season. This is something that he, I know he's uh, built himself up to 90 pitches in a alternative um, start versus the Rangers, alternative squad, or whatever you call them. So this will be interesting to see how deep he can go into this game. And he's going to be uh, facing... Ma- Michael or Matthew, whatever we're calling him, <laughs> uh, Boyd, and so um, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, how do you see this game going, Chris?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I think uh, I think Boyd hopefully can build off of his success from his first two starts. I think he's pitched very well so far this season. Um, stuff looks sharp. Like I said, that's it, it, that's never been the issue with him. I, I, I and I said this uh, on my pod last week is that. Um, what we need to see is that string of like four, five, six really good consecutive starts in a row out of Matt Boy, because and I I talked about this on my post game videos, but he has had he is a pitcher who has been proven to have about a year stretch in which he is very solid borderline ace level, and then he will follow it up with a ten month stretch in which he has an ERA over six. We're at a point now where we got to see him keep that consistency going. Every every month you get blown up, hey, you know what? Happens to the best of them. Happens happened to Verlander when he was with Detroit. Uh, he, we got to see some consistency out of him. I really like Jake Odorizzi, and I always have. I like I thought he he was one of those guys who kind of got the short end of the stick. Where it, it's strange to me how certain players were judged during their pandemic season, and certain players uh, it wasn't held against certain guys. Like Javi Baez is a wonderful player who will get a big contract next season. But Javi Baez was a really a bottom five worst offensive player in the sport last year. And nobody really bad an eyelash because, you know, he's he's Baez. He's had a, you know, sustained run of success. He's quite good. Jake Odorizzi was a revelation in 2019 with the Twins. I mean, he was the ace of that staff. He was excellent. First all-star team, pitched 13 meaningless innings a year ago, and that hurt his value. I mean, if if he would have, let's say we live in a world where there was no 2020 season, he probably would have gotten a multi-year deal from somebody. I like that signing. Um I think that he's going to do good things in Houston. It may take some t- time for him to get there, but uh, given the fact that you got Grinky and you got McCullers, uh, they don't need him to be a, a next level ace. They need him to be what he's been for a majority of his career, which is a really solid 3-4 starter who's capable of going deep into games and and, and who's you know got a he's pretty stable, which is what he is. So I mean, this will probably be um maybe maybe the the Cl- closest game of of this uh three game set because I do think that Boyd is uh, is is feeling pretty good right now. Um I think that this is the one game where the Tigers maybe have some potential offensively to break out. And I like Odorizzi a lot, but it is his first start. I can't imagine he's going to go very deep into the game. Uh so yeah, I mean th- this is the one where I, if I'm I'm just at this point like got to try to win one against some of these teams. You got to you got to be competitive. And I think this may be the one where they'll have the best opportunity. All right, uh, Brett, let's go and talk about
1: game three. It's going to be Lance McCullers versus Michael Fulmer. Uh, this is going to be one where uh, McCullers is basically uh, the, uh, Astros' second best pitcher, I believe, mm-hmm. at the moment. Uh, Fulmer, um, you'll have to tell us a little bit about him in second, Chris, but mm-hmm. we have about three minutes left in the show. So uh, what do you think about this game, um, Brett?
0: Well, well, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, that's okay. You know, Fulmer basically comes in. Um, he is – a, a fill in for, um, you know, for, uh, Julio, he is a former all-star. Um, he has glimpse of hope, but, um, he's gonna, he has, he has an arsenal that he kind of used with his brief stint in the bullpen. And, you know, he's got to have a, he's got to have a solid, you know, Game. He um his first four innings of one run ball in Cleveland were encouraging this year. But if he's going against Lance McCullers, I think Lance McCullers pitches way better at home. Um, if he keeps control, if if he has command, and and he's motivated out there and he's getting upset on the mound, and he's throwing strikes. Um, the Astros just have to capitalize. If Fulmer starts making mistakes, if he's not locating his pitches, they have to take advantage of being at home because if Fulmer's on, they won't have many opportunities. Um maybe Jordan can bunt on again like he did last game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I go, I go back and forth with this because Fulmer was quite bad last year in his first year post-Tommy John, post his second Tommy John, um, He and he wasn't very good in the spring, but all of a sudden he found it pitching out of the pen in the spring and so far out of the pen uh, for this team, he's looked really good. He's m- maybe been their best reliever. He probably has been. Now, I am under the belief of if it ain't broke, don't fix it, keep him in the pen, but I also understand Given the injuries, uh, Julio Tehran uh, now uh, transferred to the sixty-day IL. He's going to have to fill in here for a minute, and like it's been very encouraging. the The fan base loves Falmer. He provided us with some awesome moments. One of the last kind of vestiges of what was a pretty competitive era of Tigers baseball, and um, we we want to see him get back close to where he was. Um, I don't. I can't imagine that AJ is going to stretch him that much. Uh, I would be surprised if this was. Uh, more than three, four innings. Even if he pitches really well, I, I just it's that it's already a tough ask to take a guy out of the pen and put him in the rotation and to expect him against a really good lineup to go two, three times through the order. I don't see that happening, but if he does what they wanted him to do a year ago, which is give him three, four good innings and then move it over to the pen, I'll, I'll view it as a success, especially, and it's going to be a tough matchup because McCullers is, is good and he's had success, I believe, uh, against Detroit in the past. I thank you very much to those guys for reaching out. I, they've been so kind to me, as have so many uh, Houston people over the last several years, and I always appreciate that support. But that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I two o one four. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. been posting some pretty fun stuff there over the last, uh, last several days weeks. And if you want, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a written positive five-star review of this program. That would be much, much appreciated. Appreciate all of you for sticking in here with me. I will be right back here tomorrow recapping the first game of this series against Houston. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.